Good morning. I'm Beth Ann Claver, a member of the board here and one of the co-teachers of the coming of age class. And it is my pleasure to welcome you to the Williamsburg Unitarian Universalist online worship service. Our greeter today is Lisa Craig. Our other worship leaders today are our minister, Reverend Laura Horton Mugwig, our director of religious education, Austin Peterson, my fellow coming of age teacher, Helen Hansen, our assistant director of music, Dave Robbins, and our special musician of the day, Kaya O'Brien James. If you'd like to follow along with the order of service, I invite you to visit wuu.org to download a copy. You'll find the link right next to the Zoom and YouTube links. If you're visiting today, we invite you to share your name in the chat if you would like and anything you'd like us to know about you. We're glad you're here. And if you're not yet on our email list and would like to join to keep up with opportunities to connect, serve and grow, please fill out our online visitor form at wuu.org, right under the link to download the order of service. We have a new opportunity for adults and older youth beginning tomorrow. Reverend Laura will lead a one hour workshop on Lectio Divina, a spiritual practice of reading a poem or sacred text and listening deeply for what it sparks in you. The workshop will be on Monday, 5.30 to 6.30 on Zoom, and it will continue as a monthly series on the second Monday of the month. You can find the Zoom link on our calendar at wuu.org or in your weekly spiral email. And now our prelude music is by the French composer Claude Debussy. He wrote this when he was 29 years old.
again, welcome. We are happy that you have joined us via live stream audio or video or Zoom, whether you've come seeking comfort, encouragement, or inspiration. You belong here, you are seen here, even if you are joining by phone and we cannot see you physically. If you are a visitor, we offer you a special welcome and a warm thank you for joining us online today. Now I invite you to join in saying our welcoming words. Please, as you say these words, speak them to each other and know that we are connected across the distance. The words are pasted in the Zoom chat. Let's say them in unison. Folks on Zoom, we will unmute you so that you can hear each other. Come, Thanks, everybody. Good morning again. It is an absolute joy to welcome you to our coming of age service today, celebrating the accomplishments of the youth who participated in this year long program. This month, our congregational theme is deep listening. And today I invite you to listen deeply to these young people, many of whom will be sharing statements about what they believe during the service today. And as you listen, I invite you to keep in mind this wisdom from David Augsburger, a white American author and professor of pastoral care and counseling. He says, being heard is so close to being loved that for the average person, they are almost indistinguishable. So in this time together, may our listening deepen our love for these youth and for the community, and for our world. Let us worship together. Now, please join me in saying the words to light our chalice. If you have a chalice or candle handy nearby, please go ahead and light it now. Again, we'll unmute you and say the words in unison. Right? Yes. We light this chalice of love, the energy of action, for the harmony of in our Thank you, Helen. I'd like to say a word to our coming of age participants. Coming of age is a tradition in Unitarian Universalism that marks your transition into your teen years within the congregation. This is a time when we ask good questions with you and of you. Your responses are unique and are tied together by our shared values, our principles, our sources. Some of your friends might be marking a bar or bat mitzvah in their synagogue or confirmation in their church. And this is a comparable celebration. We are so proud of you and proud with you. And truly, we have never had a coming of age celebration quite like this. 
before. I want to take a moment to talk about the intrepid nature of the facilitators, the kids, the families who made this day happen. We had originally thought that we could have the coming of age ceremony in May 2020, but that was not to be. The teens got together with their facilitators when COVID first hit and voted that they'd like to wait until September when we could all be together. And that didn't work either. We talked about how COVID-19 has impacted each of us, our plans, and how we can adjust. So here we are on Zoom celebrating coming of age in October 2020. The facilitators kept working with the teens almost every single week during the summer so that they'd keep that connection of community alive. Thank you teens for continuing to show up and share of yourselves. And thank you facilitators for continuing to lead and to listen as this pandemic has unfolded. I'm not exaggerating to say that these connections are truly life sustaining. These teens have given us such a beautiful gift, the chance to have a celebration. Let's celebrate their accomplishments today. And so as part of the celebration, three of our WUU board members will offer a reading today as a sign of the whole board's support of our coming of age graduates. The reading today is number 657, and it comes from Sophia Lyon Foz, entitled, It Matters What We Believe. Some beliefs are like walled gardens. They encourage exclusiveness and the feeling of being especially privileged. Other beliefs are expansive and lead the way into wider and deeper sympathies. Some beliefs are like shadows, clouding children's days with fears of unknown calamities. Other beliefs are like sunshine, blessing children with the warmth of happiness. Some beliefs are divisive, separating the saved from unsaved, friends from enemies. Other beliefs are bonds in a world community where sincere differences beautify the pattern. Some beliefs are like blinders, shutting off the power to choose one's own direction. Other beliefs are like gateways, opening wide vistas for exploration. Some beliefs weaken a person's selfhood. They blight the growth of resourcefulness. Other beliefs nurture self-confidence and enrich the feeling of personal worth. Some beliefs are rigid like the body of death impotent in a changing world. Other beliefs are pliable like the young sapling, ever growing with the upward thrust of life. Thank you, board members. We want to honor all the youth who participated in the classes themselves. We honor every child. We consider each participant a success regardless of their choosing to present a credo statement or not. Some participants decided that their personal experience was complete just by taking these classes. We celebrate with Savannah Benyachai Sapalio, 
Milagro, Rio Frio, Kaylee Dellinger, and Claire Dellinger and honor their accomplishments. Six participants chose to complete the full coming of age curriculum and present a creative statement here today, thus making them eligible to join the congregation. We'll present them here in alphabetical order by last name. First, we'll hear from Gigi Matea. Hi, my name is Virginia Grace Moncrief Mataya, but you may know me as Gigi, and this is my credo statement. What you believe is not a decision to take lightly. You have to understand why you believe this and know that there are other people that don't believe what you do. I don't know what I believe religiously, but I do believe that there are ideals that make the world a better place. Here are a few things that I believe. No person should fear walking down a street. No person should be afraid that they will be evicted at any moment. No person should fear living their truth. Everyone should have equal access to resources and citizenship. I believe in the inherent goodness of everyone, that people are taught and influenced by others when they should make up their own mind about what is right and wrong. I believe that everyone should have the same access to jobs and income because we live in an income-based society and what you make dictates how you can nurture your family, especially our youth. If we struggle to make enough money to put food on the table, how can we help children develop and become well-rounded in their ideas and dreams? We can't control everything. We can't control death or happiness. We can't control how fast the trees grow or prevent the largest of storms. Humans can't do everything. We can't start, start a fire with a look or a car with a punch. We have to do something to get a result, but we can't do anything about the powers out of our control. But a lot of the things that we put our minds to are in our control, like the climate crisis or racial justice. We can help make the world a better place for all of us. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you, Lily. Thank you, Gigi. And now I want to invite you to join in a spirit of meditation, reflection, and prayer. It has been another challenging week in our world. I invite you now to settle into your seat and get as comfortable as you can and take a couple of quiet breaths. You can close your eyes if you like, or you can just gaze softly at your hands in your lap. And let us take this moment to begin to settle into the calm center of our hearts, a space that can hold whatever is moving in us with love and with acceptance. Many of us today are carrying deep love for our world as well as deep worry and pain for what is happening around us. Help us today to do what we can to bring into this world more peace, more compassion, more justice for all beings, especially those who are most vulnerable. And help us remember that we are not alone we are among millions, billions of others holding hope for our future, reaching out to help, 
collaborating and cooperating and strengthening one another. And so let us breathe into our care, our love, and our hope. And on this day, we also hold in love the very particular sorrows and joys that are present here today. Today, I wanna to lift up Linda Lane Hamilton. Linda had a slip and broke her ankle on Friday. Um, she is recovering, but my goodness, we send you Linda, our, our thoughts and prayers for your good healing. And we have some joys to share. Especially today, of course, we celebrate and affirm our young people completing the coming of age program. And we are celebrating and affirming all our children and youth as they learn and grow and contribute so much to this world right now. We also want to celebrate the joy that Ben Thacker Gwaltney is home from the hospital recovering from his heart transplant. Welcome home, Ben. And yesterday, what a joy. Fred Gilbertson and Geneva Perry were married. Fred and Geneva, we wish you so many years of happiness together. Congratulations. And now wherever you are, I invite you to sing along with our hymn today, Spirit of Life, written by Carolyn McDade, a white feminist activist from Louisiana, beloved UU songwriter. Spirit of life, come unto me, sing in my heart all the stirrings of compassion, blow in the wind, rise in the sea, move in the hand, giving life the shape of justice. Thank you, Dave. Now we'll hear from our next two coming-of-age graduates, Colin Moore and Ezra Semper. Hello, WUU. Uh, this is Colin. I just wanted to make my credo statement. Uh, I just want to start out saying, I don't know that much. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I'd Nobody knows what's going to happen in the future. But I do know that in the future I'll be going there with some great people that will always have a place to come back. Because I am part of a big, loving community that's called a WUU. And I know that not everybody will choose the same path as me. And I know that at some point We'll come to a fork in the road. We'll go different paths. But I know for sure that 
the journey will be worth it. And pretty sure Dr. Seuss said this, but I'm not 100% sure, so don't take this as a fact. But uh, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. There's a million things that could happen, a billion forks in the road, and I know that I'll always have a place to come back to. That's W-U-U. Ezra shares this work of art with us, and I'll read it for folks who can't see this beautiful work of art. Ezra says, I believe in God. I'm not sure what he or she looks like. I think God takes care of us all and that everyone is the same in his or her eyes no matter race or belief or any small or large difference. I think everyone has a purpose. I have been trying to find mine my whole life. Good morning. Just saying, those credo statements make my heart sing, and I'm so proud of all those all those uh, young people that decided they could do that on on Zoom. And uh, I'm sorry that we couldn't do it in our in our church, but my but my goodness, they're doing a great job. Each Sunday, we make an offering from the bounty we are blessed to enjoy. We do so in a spirit of generosity and in recognition of our ongoing commitment to serve our world and share our values. If you're joining us for the first time, please feel free to give if you wish, and also know that your presence is gift enough. Today is Share the Plate Sunday. All of your gifts today will go to our local court-appointed special advocates program. Here to tell us more is Lara Overy, president of the CASA Board of Directors. Welcome, Lara. Thank you and good morning, everyone. I really appreciate you inviting uh, me to speak on behalf of uh, Colonial CASA. CASA stands for Court Appointed Special Advocate Program. And our mission is to promote and protect the best interest of children who have been abused or neglected by training court appointed volunteers to advocate for them in court and in the community so they have the opportunity to thrive in safe and permanent homes. Our mission is accomplished by recruiting, training, and supervising community volunteers to serve as special advocates for children whose families have been cited for abuse and neglect. It is our driving goal of Colonial Casa to ensure that the best interest of all children referred by a judge are represented before the court. Because we serve at the pleasure of the court, if the judges don't find the relationship with our CASA is valuable, then our program would not be able to exist. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about how CASA got started. Um, National CASA was established in 1976 by David Sokoop, and he was a judge that was seeing an increase in caseload, but a decrease in information and time being spent on every case. He had a six-year-old girl in his court, and he didn't feel like he had enough information to take, make a determination of what would be in her best interest. 
So he came up with this idea to train citizens to investigate a case and bring him the facts in a report. It took off like wildfire and it spread to surrounding jurisdictions. And today there are over 950 CASA programs nationwide. The advocates are trained using a national CASA curriculum, which includes 36 hours of training and 12 continuing education credits. Each local CASA is bound by rules and policies from the National CASA, the Department of Criminal Justice Services and the Code of Virginia. And each CASA has, uh, advocate has four roles to investigate, monitor, report, and assist the guardian ad litem. Colonial CASA's impact on the community in Williamsburg and the surrounding areas since 1995 uh, has resulted in recruiting and training nearly 250 CASA volunteers. We have served more than 1,400 children that were referred by the court. We've dedicated nearly 70,000 case hours and we've traveled over 177,000 miles. Just in the last year, we've served 94 children and we provided 7,500 case hours of support. As you can imagine with the rise in, in sorry, with COVID and the outbreak, our, our, the number of cases and the number of children that we're serving is rising rapidly. So I thought it would be helpful to tell you a little bit about a sample case, CASA case, uh, just to give you an example of what our program looks like and the impact that we can make on the community. We had a sibling group that were abused by their parents and the Department of Social Services removed them and placed them with relatives in Chesapeake. The advocate that was visiting with the children kept saying that something wasn't quite right. The children said that they were hungry. Um, they didn't want the advocate to leave when the advocate was visiting. And they, the aunt who was taking care of the children would not allow the advocate to speak without her being present. In addition, the aunt would only meet in a public place like a library and would not allow the advocate to come to the home. The schools were also voicing their concerns about the children's behavior. But because the children were not in the abusive home, they were less concerned that they were being mistreated. So the CASA report was so specific and persuasive by asking the court to hear for, from the children directly that the judge ordered the guardian ad litem to visit the children within three days. And before the third day, there was an emergency hearing. The children spoke in the judge's chambers and the judge came out immediately and removed them from the home. They went to live with relatives in Florida and CASA kept in touch with the children through the Department of Social Services for six months before we closed out the case and satisfied that the children were, care, were being well cared for and safe. So I just wanted to take a moment to tell you a little bit about where our support comes from. And um, we receive a number of grants from both the federal government and the state of Virginia. We also receive gifts from supporters, primarily in our community, and we're very grateful for those individual gifts. Also annually, we have a big event called Casa Couture, and it's a fun evening of bingo, um, and the prizes are Couture handbags. Um, we usually have 250 to 300 people join that event. And while we know our event will look different this year, we will be doing something in March to celebrate. 
Um, and then also we receive a lot of support from community organizations such as yourselves, um, a number of other um, houses of worship and um, civic organizations support our program. And we're just really grateful for that support. So ways that you could help us going forward, obviously um, the gifts that you're making today are so appreciated. Um, but also you can invite us to speak with any other civic or community organizations you're involved with. Um, you can become an advocate if you feel that that's where your um, gifts are to work with children, then we would love and invite you to join our program. Um, obviously attend one of our events. You can spread the word about us, visit our website and like us on Facebook. So I just wanna say thank you again for having us here today and feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions. for that beautiful music. That was um, Solace by Scott Joplin, also known as the King of Ragtime. He's a Black American composer and pianist. And thank you so much, Dave, for that. Also, thank you to Laura uh, for that wonderful presentation. It's a, it's a very worthy cause. And if you'd like to give through our website, please visit wuu.org and click on Give Online to WUU. If you'd like to give by text, please text the dollar amount of your gift to 757-500-0688. That's 757-500-0688 and follow the prompts from there. Or if you prefer to give by check, please mail your check to WUU. Thank you so much. Now we present our last two coming of age graduates today, Connor Thomas and Co. Wapley. Here you'll notice that Mr. Connor shares with us a solitaire game as part of his credo. This was his artistic choice and he played it in real time as he was talking. To me, it's a metaphor for the unknowns of life, showing we have to play the cards we are dealt. Perhaps also our current state of social isolation, which he is bravely choosing to share with us. A written credo by me, Connor. Uh, here are some of my beliefs. Um, firstly, you should never underestimate the importance of a mental health support system. 
secondly, uh, the belief system of nihilists uh, technically makes a perfect argument for being altruistic and uh, a good person in general. Um, number three, obviously, kindness and respect are incredibly important, but uh, that doesn't mean you should forgive, ignore, or turn your back on the wrongdoings of the world solely in pursuit of uh, being a good person. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, for example, fought back relentlessly against discrimination, but at the end of the day was still a kind humanitarian. Um, number four, in my opinion, the Buddhists are right in the sense of spiritual beliefs. Um, here are my answers to the questions list. Um, number one, how did you come to be a Unitarian Universalist? Uh, my mom read about the Unitarian Universalist Church, and she thought it would be a good idea to take me there because of their re your religious education system. Um, so I could learn about all the religions of the world and make my own choice as to what I believed in and who I wanted to be. But then we stayed here because it was pretty cool. Uh, number two, my earliest memory of the congregation is the Foz House, just in general. I used to go to the class there and I really loved it. Um, number three, is there a god slash goddess? I don't know. How should I know? Uh, number four, what happens when you die? Uh, a funeral is held and autopsy is done and obituary is written. Your loved ones are sad, though not necessarily in that order. Also, I've always believed in reincarnation because, well, it's a proven fact that uh, nothing in the universe can truly be created or destroyed, like no mass or matter, etc. It's just kind of my turn with these atoms. Um, number five, why do bad things happen? Well, for two reasons. One, because there are people out there doing bad things, and because, I don't know, sometimes we just get unlucky. Thank you. I would consider myself a lifelong Unitarian Universalist. My mom first found out about UU churches in her early 20s, and she brought me to my first service when I was just nine months old. Though I don't really remember much of anything from this time, my mom can give an account that I cried a bunch. As a young kid, I really didn't appreciate coming to church that much, but as I grew older and I matured, I began to identify myself as a UU. I've always loved the aspect of our church that we can respect everyone, regardless of race, gender, sexuality, or religious background. And I've never truly believed in a God or a higher power. I've always just sided with the natural processes of the universe that I think made everything the way it is. I've also never really believed in an afterlife, or I really just don't know. Dying does not scare me nearly as much as it seems to scare everyone else around me. I've always just seen it as the inevitable result of everyone and everything. One day I will die, and one day everyone will die. Only then will we truly know what happens next. So why not use our brief period of time on this earth and make the most of it? I'm not sure what I will do with my life, 
but I'm sure I'll figure that out eventually. Probably the main reason I come to WUU every week is the people. At our church and at the mountain where I've gone to summer camp for the past few years, I have met some of the nicest people I will ever know. I have made lifelong friendships and I have made incredible memories, too many of them to count. And it has shaped my life in a very positive way. I'll end it with a quote by Albus Dumbledore. It matters not what someone is born, but what they grow to be. Oh my goodness. I am just in awe of our coming of age youth who have done so much soul searching about who they are, what they believe and what this faith means to them. Lily, Gigi, Colin, Ezra, Connor, and Co, you have taken the enormous, glorious risk of letting the whole community see who you are and what you believe. And today, it's my honor to briefly reflect on what you've shared as we all hold you in so much love and appreciation. Having listened to your words today, I want to offer you four blessings. First, for those of you who aren't sure what you believe, I applaud your honesty and I also applaud your wisdom. Maybe you've heard it said, the beginning of wisdom is to say, I don't know. I believe that. And today I want to bless your not knowing. Not knowing what you believe is a tremendous gift, not least because it will help you be open to the beliefs of others and refrain from judging when somebody thinks differently from you. As you go forward, I also hope that not knowing will operate in your life as a hunger and a guide, pulling you forward with great curiosity and great open-heartedness. And second, for those of you who celebrate the community you found here, I rejoice with you and I bless you for helping to create that community. At your age, I wasn't part of a religious community. I had a family who loved me and that was great. But at my school, a culture of cliques and bullying meant that a lot of kids didn't have anywhere outside their families where they could know they were really accepted and loved. So I am so glad that you feel accepted and loved here and that you offer that to others. As you go forward, may you help create communities like this wherever you go, communities with kindness and respect and friendship, and know that you always have a place to come back to right here. Third, for those of you with a passion for justice, I honor the moral compass that you have within you. I bless your compassion, which leads you to care deeply about the well being of others. And I celebrate your clear thinking, which helps you see what is not working in our society and how it could be better for all beings. As you go forward, life will present you with lots of dilemmas and hard choices. Life will also present you with opportunities to do justice and help others every single day. I hope you will use your compassion, 
your power of rational thought and your conscience to choose the right thing over the easy thing. And when it's not clear what the right thing is, I hope you will do your best and learn from it and keep going. And finally, for those of you who are searching for your life's purpose, I bless your searching and your longing. There's a line in Mary Oliver's beautiful poem, Wild Geese, that I come back to again and again when I'm trying to figure out my own purpose. Mary Oliver says, you only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. And what that means to me is that when you don't know what to do, just notice what you love and let it guide you. So today I charge you, I, I would order you if I could, it's that important. I charge you to notice what you love. What do you feel passionate about in life? When is your energy highest? And when do you feel yourself come alive? All these are clues. Pay attention, follow them, trust them. And remember that you are no less worthy and precious when you are confused and bewildered and searching than when you are absolutely certain of your life's purpose. There is a light within you always. Remember that. And may each one of you grow ever more fully into yourselves. It is the work of a lifetime. And we will be cheering you on every step of the way. Amen. And may it be so. Coming of age graduates, we'll take a moment to spotlight all of you now. This journey you've undertaken together has required much of you. What a year. And here you are as a group for us to celebrate that you made it work despite the circumstances of a global pandemic. That fortitude and grit that you have, wonderful. Part of Unitarian Universalism is the covenant that we hold with one another to support our own search for truth and meaning. And this is a hugely important step in that process. Now that you've completed coming of age, each of you are eligible to sign the membership book. With that possibility comes all the rights and responsibilities inherent in membership. In our faith tradition, we believe that every person should be free to decide if they belong here. If you decide that you belong here, you do. Nobody can ever kick you out because of what you believe or don't believe. You are free to believe whatever your conscience tells you. And you are equally responsible for contributing your gifts to the community. The choice is yours. And we hope that you do choose to join. We give you our love and our support regardless. As a sign of that love and support, we've presented each of you with a chalice, a gift to you from the congregation. Each chalice is a little bit different. They share a common root that they're made by Jan the Spinner in the Czech Republic. 
Jan is a member of the Unitarian Church in Prague. So you are connected to the world of Unitarian Universalism the world over through these chalices. And so I invite you to take out your chalices if it's possible for you to um, put that into the um, view of the camera and to light them now. And if you have not yet gotten your chalice, it will find you very soon, no fear. So I wanna offer all of you now some blessings from the congregation. So folks on Zoom, we need you. I'm gonna invite you right now to type a very brief blessing into the chat for these young people. Maybe a hope that you have for them or a promise that you wanna to make to them about how you will support them. Let's give them some love. What are your blessings? for these young people. Shalom. May you stay true to your passion and compassion. Go forth and be wonderful, yes. May you follow your heart's desires. You will make the world a better place. Prayers to all to live in a hopefully more peaceful, beautiful, loving world. You have so much to teach us. Make it so. You, hate, you help me feel hopeful about the world. Go with love and light. Keep on keeping on with hope and compassion. We are listening. Beam on. May you continue to bless us all with your hearts and gifts. Thank you for bringing us hope. Well done, we are here to continue the journey with you. And I have time to just read a few more, but we are going to save this chat and send it to you. Um, God keep you safe, thy will be done. Thank you for sharing the wisdom that I did not have at your age. Thanks and love to all of you. Stay true to yourself, be trailblazers in a new world. Enjoy and appreciate nature. May you find a calling that brings you joy. And we will, again, save the chat. Thank you to all who are offering these wonderful blessings. So coming of age participants and everyone here today, we bless your being, we bless your becoming. May you love who you are right now and welcome who you will be. And may you carry the values you have found here and live them wherever you go. We're gonna close our time together with a song for our coming of age class. It was written by Jesse Alexander and John Mabe. Miley Cyrus made it famous. And now we get to hear one of our own high school seniors, Kaya O'Brien James, singing her own version of The Climb. Kaya, thank you. Yeah. I that dream I'm dreaming, but there's a voice inside my head saying you'll never reach it. Every step I'm taking, 
Every move I make feels lost with no direction. My faith is shaking, but I, I gotta keep trying. Gotta keep my head held high. It's always gonna be another mountain. I'm always gonna wanna make it move. It's always gonna be an uphill battle. Sometimes I'm gonna have to lose. And about how fast I get there. And about what's waiting on the other side. Thank you so much, Kaya. That was beautiful. And thank you to everyone from the coming of age class. I'm so incredibly proud of all of you and so honored to have learned from you <laughs> and with you this last year. Um, now let us say the words to extinguish the chalice um, and we invite you to blow out your candle at the same time. We'll paste the words in the Zoom chat. And again, we'll say them in unison. Um, colors. You're on mute. We extinguish this. 
but not, not the white of the truth for the community for the together again no thanks so much to everybody what a what a great experience to be here with you all we're closing now and I invite you to stretch out your hands in recognition that we are connected wherever we are. We are never complete. We are never finished. We are always yet to be. So may we always allow others to be and help each other to grow toward all that we are capable of becoming. May this be so, amen and blessed be.